664. If you're using a smart device or one of your Bibles, we are going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we are going to be in verse 12. Verse 12. So, Paul, coming out of the beginning of 15, has just unpacked the gospel. We were there last week. If you don't remember, go podcast it. And we traveled through the beauty of the gospel and all that it is. And now look what he says in verse 12. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as risen from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection from the dead? How can any of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? You see, what's happened here is this. What Paul is speaking to here is this, that in the church of Corinth, a number of the people had concluded that the gospel, the the work of Jesus, his death and resurrection was to give us a better life now, to give us meaning now, to live in this wonder of our salvation now, but at the end of the day, there was gonna be no resurrection from the dead. This was born primarily in the church of Corinth out of a philosophy that had come out of that cultural context with a group, a group of uh, Greeks that had philosophized and said that there is no bodily or spiritual resurrection from the dead. Our life now is the one that matters, and though there is God, it is about the here and now. They were called the Epicureans, and the Epicureans were a group of Greek philosophers that had birthed this idea, and this idea had weaved it way, its way into the church in Corinth. So the people in Corinth had concluded, the people in the church had concluded that though it was awesome that Jesus had come and died for us and rose from the dead to save us, we, when we die, we die. And there is no resurrection from the dead. So you can imagine the implications of that kind of idea, right? If, if the gospel is only for now, only for this life, how does that change the way we see life and the way we live? And that is exactly what Paul is now going to deal with. Because of this Epicurean false teaching that had come in, Paul is dealing with this truth. He's both unpacking some truth for them, but he's also gonna demonstrate the implications of this truth. And you will see in this, Paul is on fire. I mean, he is passionate when he's writing this stuff. You'll hear it in the, in the words and the tone as he writes. He's like, come on. I mean, you could just hear him like, how could you think that? Then how is that possible? And what on earth do you mean by that? You will hear it as we read. So take a look at what he says here. So now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? Now he unpacks that. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. This is an extraordinary statement. Paul is saying, if we do not resurrect from the dead, then Christ did not resurrect from the dead. You're gonna see how he ties that together later on. But that is a big statement. What he's saying here is this, if Jesus rose, we rise. If Jesus didn't rise, we don't rise. If we don't rise, Jesus didn't rise. That's a big deal, right? Now take a look at what he says. He says this, and if Christ has not raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God. Because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it is true, that the dead are not raised. 
So he's saying this, if your conclusion is correct that the dead are not raised to life, then Christ was not raised to life. And if Christ was not raised to life, then we are lying about what God did. We are misrepresenting God. And that is disastrous because we're saying God rose Christ from the dead and he didn't. 